Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eking Out Loud podcast. Today, on a special bonus episode, we are going to be talking The Lost Metal by Brandon Sanderson. This is a no-spoilers review of the book, so if you haven't read it yet, this is safe territory. Uh, we are not going to be going into any plot details at all. We will be talking about just general impressions about storylines and characters. We'll probably talk a little bit about where we rank this book in the, the grand scheme of things, but... Uh, to start things off, I am your host, Drew McCaffrey, and joining me is Jared Livingston. Hello. And Lauren McCaffrey. Cheers, guys. <laughs> uh, so no need for a summary of the book because we're not talking spoilers. Uh, I just want to immediately get some basic reactions. Did you guys like The Lost Metal? Yes, I would rank it as... Number one in era two. Number one in era two. Lauren, did you like the lost metal? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I have a hard time not putting it number one. I think it has to go there for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also enjoyed this book. I think it's a really strong offering from Brandon. Uh, I, I don't think it's quite at the level of bands of mourning and I'll go into more detail on that as we get further in, but it, it is a strong book. You know, this is Brandon Sanderson in the prime of his career. He's figured out his style. He's figured out how to write stories that work for, you know, his universe. He knows how to pace a book a lot better than he did earlier on. You still get that Sanderson avalanche, of course, but there's a much smoother arc up to it. I think this is just a, an example of a, a well-executed book. There's a couple of little missteps here and there for me, but overall really good. Um, one of the things that I think this book's going to be judged on a lot is how satisfying the conclusions of the four character arcs are. Because we have, you know, Wax, Wayne, Steris, Mercy, and they each went on a bit of a journey throughout these four books. And uh, I'm not totally sure how much, uh, like, universal love for all of their arcs the fandom is going to give. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a little uneven. I'll say that. Yeah. So yeah, for guess... me, this is a difficult land. Um, you've got a lot of expectations that the fans have put on to each character. And obviously those are going to differ a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely felt a lot of satisfaction for most of them, maybe everyone, but but I don't think that people are going to agree with me on that. Yeah, I would say the letdowns I felt were minor. Okay, yeah, like, I, I, I think... didn't feel like there was anything just left hanging that shouldn't be. As far as the characters go, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like I. I, I'm. I would agree with that statement. Like any letdowns I had with the characters were minor. Uh, I think one of the character arcs was a little surprising, the way it concluded. Um, most of them, I would say, felt inevitable in retrospect, which is the mark of, I think, a well-executed character arc. Right. You know, if if it, it, it makes sense how it happened. 
it with, feels right for that person. Yeah. You know, uh, like I, I, there are definitely books out there where an author kind of betrays their character in order to pull a, a surprise twist ending or something like that. Brandon isn't, you know, he's not going to do that here. He's going to earn his surprises and his twists. Yeah, I feel like their choices reflected who they are. They didn't just all of a sudden become another person. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people are going to want them to be who they have decided that they are, not who they right. are. Yeah, I think that's where the disconnect might end up happening. And we uh, have seen that before in the fandom. Yeah, we have definitely. Or with who they want them to be. Especially. Yeah, people will put expectations on a character because they want yeah. something. Like they're looking for something that's not realistic not to yeah. that character. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, <clears throat> just because a character acts differently than you want them to doesn't mean they're poorly written. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a really important distinction. Uh, and and I I wouldn't even say that for me any of the characters acted in a way that I didn't want them to. There was one character in particular who had an important choice and I think either choice I would have enjoyed. Um, I'm not sure that will be the case for some of the fandom. Uh, yeah. there, there almost certainly will be people disappointed with where this character ended up, but I, that's going to be a subjective thing. That isn't a failing of Brandon Sanderson as a writer. As far as I'm concerned, they made the choice that was right for their character arc Yeah, and who they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Jared disagrees with that one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but then as you know, pulling it away from characters and going looking at the plot, This is, again, a tough landing, right? This is an era, a series that Brandon didn't initially plan on writing. And even now he considers it a little bit minor in in the grand scheme of things. Like these are shorter books. His real main focus, you know, he, uh, those books tend to be longer. He's already talked about how era three is going to be more the size of era one. You know, the, the 200, 250,000 word books rather than 100, 150,000. And, and so this series, I think, and this is where the biggest weakness of this book for me lies, is that by its nature, it has to be a transitory series. Um, he can't quite do the same stakes as in era one or presumably in era three because of the way he's planned out the Cosmere, the way he's planned out the Mistborn mega series. And, and so while he does provide us a a really nicely written, tightly paced and plotted conflict in this book, by its nature, some things have to be let left hanging to set up era three. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just not something he had to deal with at the end of era one. So, but I think people are going to expect that going in or should be. They should. Um, But, but it's the execution for me. This is, this is the one thing that I'll really criticize with this book is the execution of those, those hanging loose ends to set up era three left me one. 
I think that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. I, I don't know, again, like, there may be a lot of people out there who don't care, uh, who just view this aspect of the book as so minor in relation to everything else that it just gets swept under the rug, get, gets lost in the mix. Uh, and, and that's, like, look, there's a lot going on in this book, so that's not an unreasonable opinion to end up having. But Right. Just- I would say you're going to get there maybe on further rereads. Mm-hmm. Where you might see more of the dissatisfaction with like, yeah, how it was tied up. Yeah, and and this may also be something that I'm a little more sensitive to as a writer, where I'm I'm thinking actively thinking about plot structures while I'm reading these, and and so I was expecting certain things from each of the plot lines, and when one of the plot lines didn't deliver it, I. You know, I, I was just a little disappointed. I was happily uh, redirected. <laughs> My attention was redirected. Yeah, that's good. The <laughs> <laughs> good way yeah. to put it. Yeah. So there's there's just so much in here, like to think about, and so much added into um, this series. So many complications that it's very easy to get distracted. Yeah. And I think one of the things that this series may be judged even more than the, the, you know, discrete plots of the individual books is the way he progresses the overall series. And I think he does do a great job um, in this book specifically, but also across all of era two uh, of really giving an impression of progression in the world. Things are changing. Society is advancing. Um, and those changes are providing conflicts for, you know, future stories. Yeah, and they kind of reflect our own growths on Earth as as societies have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sadriel is, of all the Cosmere planets, the most like Earth, so it makes sense that Brandon is pacing their technological advancement in a way that's very similar to how it actually occurred here. Yeah. Like we're referring to the eras in our own terms. Yeah, like like technological. Yeah, era two is sort of that industrial revolution, turn of the century. Um, you know the the advent of electricity and cars and and then huge, airships huge and growing pains. Yeah, skyscrapers of like wealth gaps and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, worker unions. Yeah, and I was going to say unionization is a big, <laughs> a big element of a couple of the books in this. Yeah, so. but also we've seen as we go on in the Cosmere books, there's more and more crossover. And yeah, well, I don't think that's going to lessen anytime soon. Yeah, th- this is the the biggest kind of shift in our review here is. We have to be careful about how we talk about this, of course, since we're doing non-spoilers, but it is an elephant in the room that we've reached a point in the Cosmere now that Brandon is not hiding things anymore. He's, he said, you know, over the last, you know, few months talking about this book, interviews and Q and A's and things, and he has said, this is the most Cosmere aware book yet. And he is not wrong. 
Yeah. So so we used to have Easter eggs and hidden hoids and find the like find the crossover. Yeah. That's not happening here. No, it's it's really not. And and I think there may be criticism again among the fandom, especially people who have not read all the rest of the Cosmere. Uh, Brandon has been towing that line for a while in the Stormlight Archive where he's bringing in more and more elements from elsewhere in the Cosmere. And I think this book may cross that line into frustration for some readers who haven't read everything else. Uh, if, if you're a reader who's not interested in, you know, necessarily the planetary level conflict, Shardic level conflict, you you may find yourself annoyed with elements of this book. Yeah, but how many people would be at this point in Mistborn and like have only read Mistborn? <clears throat> You'd be surprised. I've seen a lot of people online. Like I on Reddit, I've seen so many people posting saying, I've only read Mistborn Era 1 and Era 2. Do I need to read the other Cosmere books before reading The Lost Metal? And, you know, like, Obviously, I've already read the book. I had to sign an NDA. I'm not allowed to talk plot details, so I'm not going to reply to those. But I certainly have thoughts on that question regarding the yeah. content of this book. So I will say for manga and anime people that this is kind of familiar in the way that the that the Cosmere is progressing, where you don't always have all of the answers clamp kind of does a lot of world crossover things in particular i know neither of you've read this but there's one series where our characters jump planets and realms and like every single book and sometimes multiple times a book where they have to relearn what's going on what their abilities can be and huh. it's just kind of a, you let go of not knowing and you roll with it. Yeah. So if you can take on that kind of attitude, if you haven't read these other Cosmere crossovers, this will be fine for you. Yeah. That's tough to do though, when Brandon has already set an expectation, you know, with how he handles it. And then suddenly in this book that changes. True. So, True. Yeah. I, I think this book in general, people are going to like it. I don't think it's going to be as controversial as Rhythm of War ended up being, but I do think there's going to be a split in the fandom over over this book. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. I will say it made me want to reread things. Yeah. Reread other Cosmere works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. To um, check myself and to also refresh and make sure I wasn't missing more than I thought I was. Sure. Yeah. I know it made me mostly just excited for the future of the Cosmere. I am one of those people who loves the crossover stuff that I think is the element of these books that really makes them special. And Brandon leaning into that more is tremendously exciting. It's pointing in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think this was inevitable. 
Also true. And <laughs> I'm not sure how people could expect it not to be. Yeah, you know, like I've I've encountered a few people like that online who've who've talked about being annoyed by the emphasis on bigger story elements, meta story elements. And, and when I hear that, when I see that, I'm just like, man, Brandon Sanderson is not the author for you. No, <laughs> no, seriously though, it, it takes work. And if you just want a casual read, this is getting less and less casual. Yeah. Like it's easy to read the way of Kings casually. Like, yeah, the crossovers are there, but it's very easy to just read past them. It doesn't really affect your you wouldn't even notice if you and here, didn't know what to look for. Here, you you really can't notice it anymore. Or you can't not notice it anymore. Right. So. But also, you know, there's a divide in the fandom of people who are watching for the word of Brandon's. People who are, like, actively investigating what's going on and trying to get answers and then theorizing and the people who are more casual and mm -hmm. not active in fandoms or reading Word of Brandon's or know what 17 Shard is, you know, it's you can't keep everything in your head at this point. Right. And and for the people who who are all about the wobs and, and the theory crafting and stuff, they're gonna love this book. Oh yeah. Undoubtedly. But like I said, it takes it's going to take work, and that's mm -hmm. not necessarily what people want if they're looking for casual reads. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think what it comes down to is that Brandon Brandon is starting to make authorial decisions that will inevitably alienate part of his audience, and it's just a matter of you know, for, for those people who might be potentially alienated, how much are you willing to put up with how, how slow of a ramp up of these elements are you willing to deal with as he progresses? Because I view this book as the beginning of a new stage in the Cosmere. Like there, there really is a, like a signpost on this book. So uh, and yeah. I, I think he's been wrestling with it for a long time. How much to connect. Yeah. I also get a little bit of the impression that he is impatient to bring in more. I would be if I were him. Yeah. He has this vision and he's been very slowly unveiling it. And you think about it, it's been 15 years, 16 years since he published the first uh, Cosmere book, he's thinking, you know, that's a long time to go with only barely unveiling the edges of the picture. It's time to start, you know, pulling back the curtain a little more. He has to. Yeah. So do you guys have any other comments on this book uh, before we wrap it up? Hmm. I would say he if you're on the fence or unsure, go for it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's time to get your feet wet here. Mm -hmm. And if you're a reader who hasn't tried Era 2 yet, because maybe you're, you're turned off by the technology or, or you're worried it's not going to be as good as Era 1 or something like that, 
I would highly encourage you now that it's complete, dip your toes in the water. It is a super fun story. There's a great cast of characters. And if you like Brandon Sanderson's magic systems, you're going to love this one. Yep. So that wraps up our spoiler free review, short and sweet. Uh, Next up, uh, this is coming out on release day for the lost metal. Uh, Next Sunday, we're going to be releasing our first spoiler episode covering parts one and two of the lost metal. Uh, definitely check that out. Hopefully in five days here, you've gotten into the episode or or into the book rather, uh, and you're ready to check that out, but either way, we'll be waiting for you over here on inking out loud. So I have been your host, Drew McCaffrey, and with me are my guests, Jared Livingston and Laura McCaffrey. Let's go guys. Catch you on the other side. (laughs) Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.